Hello, everyone. Welcome to the E-Pray Thought Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. Bussiana LaBeja, a.k.a. your number one thought ally, a.k.a. the undisputed Bussy champion, a.k.a. Cali Buches, a.k.a. Bussy Walker, a.k.a. fuck these niggas, but I'll still fuck them. Um... Welcome to episode 406, entitled Still Over It. Yes, it's a Summer Walker um, labeled episode. You know, I just I just felt like Still Over really captured my the essence of my being. But before we get into all that greatness, I am going to introduce the lovely, the one and only Chocolate Bunny herself, mm. a.k.a. Peggy Bundy. <laughs> mm, yes. Amber Mulan. Yes, bring me that ass. Yes, yes. Um, hey y'all, how y'all doing? So Savoy and I got microphones, and so I'm back on my smooth operator shit. So she's a everybody... smooth operator. Mm, yes. Mm. So uh I'm very happy about that. But let me get into my AKAs. It's your girl Amber, aka Any Depressants, aka Melanin Bunny, aka Fluoxetina Knowles, aka the artist formerly known as Emo Black Girl, aka Pfizer Pussy, aka Mess Enthusiast and Peg Enthusiast, aka Creative Director for Depressed Hope Aesthetics. Um, yeah, that's it. That's shout that's out all to Depressed Hope Aesthetics. Okay. I mean, a whole a whole a vibe. Whole a whole vibe, a whole moment. Um, you know what? What would we do without the depressed hoes? What would y'all do without depressed hoes? What would okay? you do if your son was at home? Hey, uh, hey! Lying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry. Um. <laughs> but for real, I feel like the depressed hoes are keeping the world afloat. Um, Facts, because. As what I'm my theme for Scorpio season is fucking the pain away. And so okay. um I feel like depressed hoes do that. We fuck the pain away and we oh. have a lot of pain. So we like to fuck. Wow. <laughs> okay, that was so weird. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. I I think have I been fucking the pain away? I've been fucking some I've been fucking the adjustment away. The LA adjustment away. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've been fucking the LA adjustment away. Look, you know, sometimes you have to do that, but <laughs> I love that. I love that you are fucking a lot in a new city. Yes, I'm now. So I don't know if I told you that Snoop Dogg shook my hand and a few weeks ago at backstage at a blast concert. So mm-hmm. I am now the certified bus of LA. Um, <laughs> you know what? Shut the hell up, please. I mean, I've been ordained by Uncle Snoop. I be, uh, <laughs> Uncle Snoop shook my hand. I'm officially the certified bus of LA. Ain't nobody gonna tell me different. No you, one. You know what? No he, if anybody were to shake your hand and make you the certified bus of LA, it would be him. So you are right. Correct. Okay. okay. <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. You know, LA has been interesting to say the least i think for me it's um i'm realizing that you know i don't know i think for me i think i thought that la was going to be like moving to la was going to be just as easy as it was for me to move to new york 
in 20, 2009 and I'm realized I'm a very different person. <laughs> so yeah. these moves create a little more emotions and I'm not going to label the emotions good or bad, but they are emotions. Yeah. And on top of that work has just been really busy. So I kind of just like got here and like just went straight to going, going, going. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> the last week or so has been about just like, okay, slow down, slow down. Um, and really just, you know, feel, feel the adjustment emotions. Um, similar, like I said, I've been fucking, um, I've been fucking the adjustment emotions away. Um, um, last week in particular, while brushing my teeth, I started, I tried to fuck it away. Come Um, on. Iconic song. Look, look. A bop for the ages. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've I've been I've been active here. I don't think like when you really think about like in in retrospect, I've been active for me. I don't think the a- average person or thought would say that I've been that active. But for me, I've been active, and I'm very proud of myself. I've been taking dick. Um, I've taken dick Come twice on. now. Come um, on. So I think I'm back to like. It's been fun because I'm like I'm I'm taking dick again. Like I'm that's like, so oh. amazing. It's powerful, and I'm I taking big that. dicks too. I so, love that shout for out to you. Me. Some I love dicks. Yes. So you're taking dick. I am giving dick now. Yes. Look at us. Look at us. Full circle balance. Okay. Full circle. I'm taking dick. You giving dick balance. Ooh. Yes. Um, I love but that. How you been, boo? You know, I've been maintaining. I'm the one thing I forgot to say, I'm still here. I'm on my Tisha Campbell shit. I am always still here. Um, but overall I'm okay. I'm on break from work, which is always nice. And uh oh, I saw Big Frida and Cakes the Killer in concert. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, Frida is an icon. Um, and cakes was just like, so fucking good. Like, so, so fucking good. So shout out to both of them. And that's it. Nothing else. My life's boring. And I'm, oh, and I'm still fucking the Scorpio, but that could end tomorrow too. So you never know. It probably, it probably won't. (laughs) I think, I think, I think, I think as you go into Scorpio season, Fucking the Scorpio is only going to get better. Just. Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> so. Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm 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 confirming it for you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> As All a right. Scorpio, I am confirming. Yeah, um, y'all are crazy. I'll just say that. Cer- certifiable. Um, <laughs> I look. I don't make the rules. I just. You were born just, this way. You know what? And I think, honestly, I think I'm a good Scorpio. I hear about the bad Scorpios, but I think I'm a, I'm on the, wow. No, because wow. I'm, the reason why I'm doing that is because every Scorpio I know has told me those words before. And. So you, you're you meeting lots of great Scorpios. Great. I'm glad we were able, <laughs> done and done. Like, I'm glad we were able to just. <laughs> The fuck? 
can't okay. believe you. You are a good Scorpio. I I don't know any bad ones. Oh, yeah, you do. You just don't know them. Know them. I mean, oh, fu- oh yeah, future, I future, Diddy, Diddy, Drake. Oh yeah, I forgot about Drake. Mm-hmm. He October Scorpio. And that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother you reason. Sound, for- you sound like Monica Watson, like. <laughs> Because it's a difference. There's a difference. When you think, okay, for instance, when you think of October Scorpios, you think of, I think of Drake, Sierra, Tracy Ellis Ross. And then when I think of November Scorpios, I think of Diddy Future. It's just a different, like, there's different energies. Yeah, my mom says she doesn't like October Scorpios. But, but... I guess more so she doesn't like October women Scorpios, but she uh, does not like November men Scorpios. But your mama love me. I, we're going to say straight men. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, who, who really likes straight men? Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, we will. <laughs> who really likes, who likes them? Anyways... <laughs> let's talk about it um in my jasmine <laughs> sullivan um talk about it um all right <clears throat> so we're going to introduce our guest oh you know what no we'll do this first we're going to introduce our guest okay um <clears throat> mm, mm, mm. let me get my voice together all right our guest today is a mississippi a mississippi born brooklyn-based playwright and educator bussy hive please welcome with your legs and your hearts open jeremy o'brien Hello. <laughs> Come on, British. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Jerry. You know, your legs open. I'm thinking, close your legs to married men. Um, you married, no. Jeremy? <laughs> I am absolutely not. Men are men. All right. Well, then we open in the legs. <laughs> Amen. Ow. 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 All right, Jeremy. So is there anything you would like the Bussy Hives to know about you? Anything you would like to tell tell them? Anything you feel like, you know, you know, any important information? I'm happy to be here. You know, I think as, as we go, we'll, anything important will slip out. Anything not so important won't make okay. the episode, I imagine. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do a lot of editing over here, so pretty much everything will make the episode. Um, unless you just say something completely flagrant. Um, okay. That happens sometimes. It know? does happen. We, oh, child. I just thought about okay. Steph talking about sh- that Latoya Lucky was making better music than Beyonce. Ooh, the ghetto. Um, but we kept that. <laughs> don't remind All right. me. Ah, ah. Oh, they get her. All right. As always, we start the episode with Bussy Pep Talks, which is one reason why the guests, Amber and myself, are proud of ourselves for the week or anything that we just feel like we want to pat ourselves on the back. Jeremy, as you are the guest, we will let you start. What is your Bussy Pep Talk for the week? Huh. Um, I hung out with a guy and intended to hook up, and it turned into a very deep conversation. I'm cute. proud of myself. <laughs> Not really that cute. It was really cute. It was really cute. There's a lot of Capricorn energy in my orbit lately, you know. So that's unfortunate. It's pretty fortunate, actually. You know, oh, I fuck really? with a Capricorn. I fuck with a Capricorn, but I'm a Virgo, so it's like, you know, um, we out there together. 
Yeah. Oh, so y'all both crazy together. It makes sense. Makes mm. sense. We docked each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, why why there was such a strong energy towards him being a Virgo? <laughs> Virgos are cool. They're okay. cool. They yeah. I don't I think you guys are very hard workers. And that's what I love about y'all. The best people to work with. Well, thank okay. you, Amber. Mm-hmm. I'm a Virgo moon. Mm, which is why I'm a hard worker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> ah, ah. Um, Amber, what's your busty pep talk for the week? Um, I... So uh, I've been like doing a personal writing class um, and I've been like missing it because I've just been in my head about a bunch of shit, but I just showed up today and I'm proud of myself for showing up because I feel like I'm showing up for myself when I do that. So that is what I am proud of. And I'm proud of you too. Thank you. What's your pussy pep talk? Oh, my bussy pep talk for the week. Um, do, 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 do. I think for me, I'm just proud that um, I've started journaling again. I took up like I had like I kind of had I have not I've been building a morning routine again. Um, I think I got here and was just kind of in flux. I got to L.A. and was just like everything was just like, oh, everything's moving, 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 moving. So um, and the other day, um, one of our good friends, Dania, told me, why are you always in a rush? And I was like, you didn't have to come for me like that so this week i've been actively trying to like go for a walk at the top of the morning walk around for a little while you know do some do some affirmations just really get my spirit in order for the the jungle that is los angeles and working here and i also got a new client so shout out to my bills being paid amen hey we love that look 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. still giving New York energy. That's what it is. You need to get give some LA energy, relaxed, kind of fake, but sun kissed skin. Let me be clear. Um, I can't speak for every nigga in LA, but these niggas some weirdos. I don't think I want to mm. give LA energy. Um mm. But nonetheless, and when I say these niggas, I'm just talking about the man in particular. Um, yes, I understood. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the niggas I've been fucking with have been transplant. So I won't give them, but I feel like niggas move here to be weirdos, maybe. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, where can I be a weirdo nigga? Oh, move to LA. And I think that's um, what's been interesting. But you know, hey. Some of them have given good dick. We're going to move forward. Anyways. Um, all right. So as always, we start the podcast with eat. Uh, um, and we're just going to jump into it. Jeremy, are you ready? Yes, let's go. Are you ready for this jelly? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's one meal you miss having from Mississippi that you can't get in Brooklyn? Um. Probably... I've, I've always cooked, so I cook for myself. I know how to cook, so I don't, like, anything I'm missing from home, I just cook it. I guess, like, in terms of, like, my mama cooking it, maybe, like, I'm not going to say what I'm really missing because then I feel like I'll be judged. So I'm going to say yams. 
Oh, no, sir. No. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, say, no, no. Say, I'm really say it. This, this is a safe bussy space. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, you are not the first, <laughs> not the second, not the third person to bring up chitlins uh, in yeah, a way really that was chitlins. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I do. I do. Do how do you eat your chitlins? Do you eat them with hot sauce or are you like I do like okay. trappy's bull hot sauce because I like the I like the taste of vinegar more than I like the spice of it and I feel like trappy's is like this perfect blend of like hot and you know vinegar so okay you know, I like come to on. go in like that come on like chitlins come on come on chitlins. come on a, ch- a chitlin king okay. uh, come on. Miss Chitlin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate it. <laughs> you're Miss Chitlin. Um, that's gonna be your new nickname. Um, you're a fan I'm of. I'm not Ms. gonna Chitlin. answer to it. Oh. <laughs> but you will. Um, what is? Never mind. Um, you're okay. a fan uh, of. Uh, Ms. Uh, 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 no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just, I had a vision of, like, if somebody was to call somebody Miss Chitlin while while fucking them or getting fucked, I just, that, Wait, that vision. what? Like, what fuck me, What kind of vision is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, maybe because I got fucked and I was calling that man all types of names on this past Sunday and, um, and saying all types of dirty, nasty shit. So maybe I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just me. Maybe you're um, just into Chitlin. You know what? That you know what? <laughs> Chillins ain't did nothing bad ain't, ain't did nothing bad by me. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, next question. You're a fan of Miss Kenya Moore. If you had to make Absolutely. her a meal, what would you prepare? Probably something very like some seafood and expensive fish. <laughs> no. Probably like some salmon, some some Brussels sprouts. A nice yam. Try to balance out, you know, a little high class with Southern. Try to give them what they give over there. What is it? What is it, SoCo? Is that it? SoCo Brooklyn? You know what? Don't yeah. do this. Okay. <laughs> Both of y'all, please. I enjoy SoCo, so I'm not going to. I love SoCo. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. It's a nice restaurant. And I enjoy the food. It's Fine. Fine fine dining. Ah, ah. <laughs> I, Amber. I, I. <laughs> All right, but J- Jeremy, this is about you. So salmon, Brussels sprouts, yams. Yeah. A bougie yes. a bougie southern meal. A bougie southern meal, yes. Some balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so if you could serve any food during your play or foods, what foods would they be? Oh, French toast. Absolutely. And I think it's because my the first play I wrote was written about French toast. So I wrote the first monologue in the middle of cooking French toast. And so it just seems like the perfect full circle. Dope. French toast is always good. How do you cook your French toast? Okay, I use like egg and like almond creamer and uh, apple spice seasoning 
Mm-hmm. And a couple of other things that, you know, I can't give you my secret, but it's pretty elaborate. It's pretty elaborate. Mm. And I take my time with it. Mm, that's how we like mm-hmm. it. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do this with y'all. Not I take my time with Fit and Amber. Talking about, I mm. do, though. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hard of balance. <laughs> You know what? I'm not doing. Anyways, um, if your sex game was a food, which food would it be? Like fried chicken or something. I don't know. Fried chicken. <laughs> please, please elaborate. Why fried chicken? Fried chicken. Because it's you know it's 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 a it's a reference that people get. You know, it's 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 an everyday food, but it's good. It's like old faithful. You know. You go back to fried chicken, you know. Fried Nobody's chicken passing never up fried chicken, down. never, right? Absolutely not. So, fried chicken. So basically, you saying you got come, you got come back. They come back. <laughs> what you saying? I ain't say right. that. I just said fried chicken. I answered the question. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's you what said I said. It's old faithful. They all. You it always old, come. Absolutely, absolutely tenured. Okay, you said that you always come back to fried chicken. So therefore, <laughs> I'm guessing that people always come back to you. I think always, that's... nothing is. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. For the most part. Okay. You know. Okay, for the most part. I mean, the for niggas the that part. don't come back generally shouldn't come back anyway. So they come back, they just, you know, but hey. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they come back, they still don't be shit. Um okay, I'm sorry, I'm triggered. Triggered. <laughs> triggered. I was gonna say trigger warning. <laughs> Woo! All right. <laughs> Next we're gonna go into pray. Um, we start pray the same way every single episode. What is your passion? My passion. I think like music, poetry, art. I like, I love art. I love music. I love poetry. Um, Those are my passions. Everything else I do because it springs from those things. Like, even when, if I, as a teacher, like that comes from being a lover of like spoken word, poetry, and anything that can be written creatively, honestly. So, yeah, that's my go-to for passion. Poetry, big ideas. So what was the first play you've ever seen and how did it affect or influence you? That's tricky. I think like the first thing I ever saw, like, do you mean like in a professional setting, like on Broadway, it was probably Cinderella. Mm. I saw the musical with Kiki Palmer in it, you know, right before Nene Leakes came on. Mm. That was the first thing I ever saw in the theater. Um... I went to sleep during it, so I can't say that it <laughs> did a lot for my career. <laughs> but <laughs> damn. <laughs> to be fair, it was a long day. It was a long day. We had traveled the city. Uh yikes. I don't mean it like that. God forbid. No, but um, I feel like a play is like where you could, you know, really get a good nap in. Because it's Absolutely. Like dark, it's cold, you know, the music sometimes can be soothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's a Disney show, so it, it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was Cinderella. I think the first show I ever saw that made me go, like, I want to be a playwright, though, may have been... I really don't even know. I think, like, I grew up in a family, like, we were very, like, creative and curious people. Like, my great-grandmother and her sisters had, like, a gospel group. We grew up, like, my family put on, like, for the community an entire production of, like, Tyler Perry's plays. And so, like, I can't really, like, pinpoint or locate a particular moment that made me go, ah, I want to be, like, a playwright. But I think, like, just growing up around people who were creative and curious about, like, art in that way made me it, it almost became second nature so <laughs> we about to talk about a few things the audiences of play specifically broadway are historically white and old how do you work to incorporate <laughs> look look we just being honest around here how do you work to incorporate younger black people to come view your work well i've yet to have a production so that's the that's the that's the first thing um but I think social media has played a big part. Like, and even like when I have readings or workshop productions, um, social media plays a big part. And like, like I talk a lot of shit on social media. And I think like now, like the older I get, the more I realize how it's worked to my benefit. Cause I have people who, who followed me for like years now. And so I think like, that's been a big part in getting people like black people, <laughs> like and younger black people and people who are like um, black, black, Right, like not questionably black or like black because you were born black, even if your mm-hmm. politics aren't black. Um, but I won't get into that. But you I think social media speak on, plays a speak part. on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think social media, I'm, I'm gonna go with social media. That social media and just like being an adjunct has helped a lot too. Just like having old students who are curious about my work. Um, but it's definitely not the institution itself. It's like theater does not, like, yeah, they want a particular kind of black play, it seems. Um, so, mm. yeah, I'm going to pause before I get blacklisted. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want to get you blacklisted. We, yeah, we definitely don't, don't want you. Oh, no, nah, I don't mind. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise I'm done. Um, There is a younger uh, Black queer playwright um, out right now. And has that helped with, like, getting more people um, interested in plays, like, more younger um, Black folks? Well, I'm going to pose a question to you before I answer this question. Because, so for me, right, Mm -hmm. I'm in community with a slew of Black queer playwrights. So I'm curious who you're talking about. Um, I was talk- talking about um, Jeremy L. Harris. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so the question is, has the presence of Jeremy L. Harris done a lot to get people interested in theater? Yes. Black, Black, younger Black people. Young, um, I think I think that Jeremy's presence has been one that has not, like, it's hard to go unnoticed just because of, like, the the essence or nature of like what slave play was right Mm -hmm. like in terms of like not only theater but like the way i think about slave play it it feels very much like a it's it's very much so pop culture as well like like the yeah like the and i don't want to say gag because i don't mean to take away from like the things that have come 
for him in terms of that play. But like, it's very much so as much as it was entertaining and it was trying to push some bounds, it was also very like boom and gag and, and gaga, right? And so yeah. it's like, I do think that that level of visibility and play and, and fun and, and risk for some people did then invite or help all of us, I guess, to imagine what could be possible beyond um, what had already been done. Because I do feel like sometimes there is a feeling like we need to write a particular kind of play. And it's typically a history play or like you pick one of these four or five moments in Black history and you dramatize it. And I do feel that the presence of Jeremy O'Harris has in some way helped to imagine a world that can potentially move beyond just the the history play or the plays that we kind of come into the business thinking we need to write before we can write the plays we want to write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so um, you've mentioned before that you want Black people to leave your plays wanting to have difficult conversations that are based on the themes in your work. Um, mm-hmm. What are some conversations that you want Black people to have? Um, I think most immediate, I think about my play, um, A Curious Thing, which is about these two um, queer men, they're newlyweds, and they're like, partic- like the play is about them naming their child. That's the premise of it. Like it's a play in one night where they name their unborn child um, as this kind of spiritual ritual. But what it quickly becomes about is the same day there's like the suicide of another young black boy. Um, and so I would I, I would love for us to start having more conversations about, I think it's easy to name the violence that we experience at the state level, like Black Lives Matter or like police violence or like the, the more obvious forms of violence. But I would love to have more more conversations about how we can be better people for ourselves and for our communities in the way that we kind of address like the more insidious ways that we become violent or not necessarily um, the most um, harmless to each other. Does that answer the question? I feel like it may or may not have. It did. It did. Uh, it definitely <laughs> answered the question. And I think that that is something that I think we don't interrogate enough. Um, so like, for example, like if you're a, a black cis straight man, are you thinking about the harm that you might be causing to uh, women, to queer mm-hmm. people, to trans folks, just by you know saying certain things? And yeah. if at least you can interrogate that and really like come to terms with, hey, maybe I am being harmful. Like that helps you change your perspective and also change your behavior. So. Yeah. So yeah, that definitely answered the question for me. Like, yeah. All right. So you recently got into astrology and tarot reading. What was the catalyst for this interest and how has it helped you in your daily interactions? I don't know. I've always been interested in tarot and I've not necessarily known why. Um, And maybe like six months, sometime, like maybe six months before like the onset of like COVID and everything. I had a reading done, actually two readings, two of my friends did readings for me. And afterwards we ended up having conversations about, they suggested you should do tarot. And I felt like that was like a nod from the universe or spirit guides 
because I have been heavily thinking about it. Um, so I bought like my first tarot deck mm. and, and then I started buying more, you know, like, <laughs> um, but I think like for me, what it, it absolutely did help me through grief. Um, I think like mm. that's been the biggest thing. Um, I've lost some people who were really close to me in the last year. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I think like the biggest thing has been grief. The biggest thing has been grief and self-reflection. I think like as like a Virgo, um, <laughs> I can be really hard on myself. Um, and I didn't necessarily, I wasn't able to like no, notice that. And I have friends who like hinted at it or just blatantly said like, you really don't give yourself enough credit. But I think like through reflecting on tarot or through making it like this kind of mindful spiritual practice, I was able to more clearly see the ways that I don't necessarily show up for myself. But also doing readings for other people helped me to see myself in ways because I'll, I'll do a reading for someone else and the message is so clear. And then the moment I have to do it for myself, um, very early on at least, it became like there was like these little roadblocks that I had to like get over or work through. Um, so I think it's it's just been like this tremendous tool for me really becoming my best self in ways that are healthy um, in ways that kind of operate outside of like the machine that is like being young and career driven and X, Y, Z, you know? Um, so that's been terrible for me. Hmm. So. I love that. I want to get into tarot. We had um, Kendrick Day on the podcast and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a create. Yeah, we yeah. do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kendrick. And um, uh, he created uh, the Black Queer Tarot deck. Do mm-hmm. you have that? I It's on my list to buy. I literally bookmarked it so I can buy it this weekend. Dope. Because also, like, my friend and I, um, her name is Natina Bean, we're starting our podcast, and it's dedicated to, um, it's almost like a study hall slash interrogation of tarot, but from the perspective of Black queer folk. Um, and it's called mm. To Whom This May Affirm. Um, mm. And so I'm buying that deck because I have, like, a couple of decks, and different cards look different ways in each deck. And the more I get into it, the more... I think it's so interesting to know like the fundamental like things that the cards are associated with plus the imagery of like people who make it in their spirit guide. So I think it's like, I'm really, all of that is to say, I'm really excited to get the Black Queer Tarot um, deck because I've seen friends who've been posting it and I'm like, I can't wait to break it open. And like, I like wanted to like reach out to Kendrick, like, I'm just gonna like pick it up. I'll be in Harlem. Like, I'll, I'll pick it up from your house. <laughs> Don't ship it. Um, but I, I'm learning patience, so maybe I'll just wait in the mail. Okay. All right. And then, so, you you talked a lot about tarot, but with astrology, do you know your big three? Absolutely. I know my okay. whole chart. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so, what's your, what's your big three, and then what's your Mars and uh, Venus? Great. So, my big Three, I am Virgo Sun, Gemini Rising, oh. Aries Moon. Um, okay. Yeah. I like yeah, the Aries yeah. Moon. I do too. It I feel like it helps me in ways that like I feel like it helps to really balance out my Virgo placements in a way that like my Virgo placements can make me susceptible to giving too much and requiring too little. Mm. <laughs> and 
but I won't get into that one now. Um, but yes, Ooh, that was a okay. trigger spot. Okay, right to the point. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I love my Aries moon, and I, I love all of my placements. And I think like that's the beauty of like what astrology. The more I get into it, is for me, it's that like you realize that all of these things at some point show up in your chart, or most of them. And so it teaches you, or teaches me at least, to hold the paradoxes of like who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to find myself in anybody, because um, I'm not simply a Virgo, but I am definitely a Virgo, right? Um, my Mars is in Virgo, um, and my Venus is in Leo. My Jupiter is in Leo. Yes. My Mercury is in Leo. <laughs> so I'm like a Virgo-Leo hybrid. Okay. Okay, I mm-hmm. like you. You, I like, <laughs> no, literally I like earth signs with fire. Like I, earth signs yeah. that are all earth or earth and water or earth and air. I'm like, Mm-mm. but an earth sign with some fire, baby, love, love y'all. Love, love y'all. And, yes. Also, mm-hmm. I'm a, a Leo Venus too. I think we're the best Venuses. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, I don't know, you know, in the same way that that Virgo can give a lo- give a lot, I feel like that Leo and Venus is very much so. It's like when we decide we like something, we like, oh, yes, don't know how to chill the fuck out. And sometimes I'm like, girl, chill the fuck out. Like, you're doing too much, you're giving too much, you know, but, you know. My rising is in Leo. Huh, I can see that. Wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a compliment. What, what, what exactly can you see? I see a true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no. no. I see. We see each other. We see each other. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So what influence do you feel like um, growing up in Mississippi has had on you as a Black queer man? Oh, I think like the women in my family. I've always been, I've always had like such a deep, regard for like the feminine um and i think like many of the women in my family are like alpha alpha men i mean like alpha women like like i just feel like the relationship that the women in my family have had to the men in my family has always pushed like this idea of like what masculinity and femininity is in a way that's been really useful for me as like a queer man in terms of like navigating the world like honoring softness or like gentleness it just it taught me to embrace myself in ways i can't imagine growing up in a community or a family that was like very like my family thinks they're macho like macho macho i'm a man like they think they are and part i think part of that is like you know those little religious influences but like the older i get the more i see the world there's such a gentleness about most of the men in my family that, and the women, but also there's such an assertiveness about the women that completely disregards what people say feminine and masculine should be in like the most beautiful way. And I think that that informed my ability to like kind of make a life for myself as a queer person who who often feel like, yeah, the binaries weren't so clear. And, And that gave me like a permission or a freedom to like be myself in ways that I'm still trying to articulate, but yeah. It's so interesting, like when you say about like the feminine and masculine energies. And I think so much of um, like as a black queer man, I think sometimes it can 
we're just taught that certain things are quote unquote masculine. And mm-hmm. I think there are, and that certain things are, you know, feminine, feminine, but I think <laughs> when I think about the women, like similar to when I think about the women in my family, I think mm-hmm. about like these very like quote unquote, them having these characteristics that are quote unquote supposed to be masculine and it's like yeah. mm, no like like no <laughs> i i would yeah. go as far to say that these qualities are actually very feminine um and just being being able to finally like for me personally i think it's been able to finally like for me it was it's been very the last couple like the last 10 10 15 years has been great because I feel like I've really been able to like accept my femininity and really just stand into stand in it that I wasn't necessarily at the beginning of like coming out because I wanted to I wanted to quote unquote challenge the ideas of what a black gay man should be and I'm like now I'm just like "Mm, yeah like I'm me (laughs) I'm me yeah 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 that's funny too that you mentioned that because I feel like I never had that dilemma as as much as like I think my dilemma was coming into especially if I walk into a room and don't speak how people perceive me <laughs> like in my head I'm just like this little Disney princess and then I walk into a room and people like or I walk past a mirror and I realize like I got a beard and I'm a little butch you know like and so it's, it's like like really like oh shit like the way I see myself inside is totally different from like how I show up sometimes and it was like trying to reconcile like having a deep regard for the feminine and often identifying with the feminine in a way much more than I have the masculine to then like trying to actively um balance out both of those energies within myself in order to like just simply like you say like here I am right um yeah so first of all what now I just gotta ask what's Disney what Disney princess are you in your um, mind the last black unicorn, like it's a it's a new one, you know. I've never oh. been down before. Let's be clear. Oh no, oh, <laughs> no, oh, no I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, I've never been down before. Um, never been down before. <laughs> I, I was gonna take that somewhere else, but I'm gonna leave it out today. Um, Definitely have been done before. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> As an educator, how have you? <laughs> wow. Um, as an educator, how have your students influenced your work and what have they taught you about yourself? I think they have taught me just that I definitely want to be a dad. Um, I've always known that, I think, but like before teaching, it was like, oh, I want to be a father like this, like this thing. But I think like after teaching for seven years, there's a, there is like, I've become patient in ways that I never imagined for myself. So I think like the biggest thing has been like patience um, and leaning into like discomfort, like, cause with kids, like you don't get to be a hothead, right? You do, but it still has to be within the confines of like taking care of the well-being of children and students. Um, so I think it's been like the thing of patience, but also I think kids are some of the smartest people cause they've not learned to dumb themselves down yet. And so they teach me like this kind of fearlessness about like h- how to show up as myself, right? Because um, so much of how they show up, it's like instinct, 
you know, like, so they're up against, like, how they're being socialized and taught to be, but then they're up against, like, no, nah, this don't feel right. No, nah, that's stupid. And, like, there's such a beauty in that to me um, of just being instinctual in that way that, like, when something don't feel good to you, you simply name it. And, like, as an adult, like, that becomes such an offering because, like, <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, for me, teaching has taught me patience but definitely also taught me to show up as myself in ways that continue to free me. You know, I think teaching is like single-handedly the, one of the best things that that's ever happened to me. Right. And I think that's why I'm having such a hard time embracing this artist's life full on and leaving the classroom. Cause it's, it's, it's like what homegirl from bad teacher says, I would like to think that they teach me as much as I teach them. No. <laughs> Come on, we love a bad teacher reference. <laughs> but so, it, it really is that for me, yeah. Okay. So when you say accepting this full-time artist lifestyle, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that? I think financially, like the obvious thing in a capitalistic society, no salary. <laughs> and, and having to like get it from the mud in a different way, which I'm, I can do. Um, but for me also, it's like teaching to become, you can't be a teacher and like an artist in the way that society works. Like there's no such thing as like part-time teachers, unless like you're James Baldwin, then everybody want you. At some point in my career, I'll be able to be like walking to a school and be like, I want to be here for half the day, pay me. I'm not there yet, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. I'm not published yet. I'm like all these politics of like what it might take to get that. I'm not there and I'm okay with that. But I understand in order to get where I want to be as an artist, I'm going to have to take um, a kind of pronounced break from the traditional classroom because I'm literally up at five o'clock on a good day um, or on a bad day rather and like home by five, you know? And so I don't really have much of a life for to pour into the other stuff that matters to me. Um, And so it's like, understanding that in order to embrace what I want as an artist, as a playwright, as a songwriter, as a hyphen, 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 is definitely going to require a like pronounced break from the classroom in a way. Okay. Come on, hyphen, hyphen, hyphen. We love a good yeah. hyphen over here. Um, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I just thought about Destiny's Child. When they would do, um, y'all know what I'm talking about. A gospel about. song at the end of the every album. Uh huh. And but <laughs> what would, um, thank you, hallelujah. Um, fuck, what's the one they did? It's like <laughs> they survivor? did Survivor. Is it that one they did at the Billboard Awards when they're on all like, pink? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Amen. Uh, um, Shout out, I love- to, shout out to Kelly. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Kelly said, <laughs> Ke- Kelly said, I came here to do this. Um, <laughs> a queen. I got from here. Not a queen. <laughs> a queen. And I, what I always think about that clip is like Beyonce, like kind of like squeezing Kelly's side. Like, okay. She's like, you get ready, girl. Get, you better do it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you better hit that note right. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, so what are some things you enjoy outside of like writing and teaching? Obviously, we know tarot and astrology, but 
Anything else? <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I love writing music. Um, I like bowling. Anything active, honestly. I love a good hike. I love a good... I love nature. Uh, but I'm, I'm like, really simple. So I'm not, like... And people will catch me at a party. And if I do go out, I'm a twerk and I'm a dance and I'm a pop it. Because that's just how I give it up. You know, but... I'm not, like, parties are not, like, my first thing to do in my free time. Like, I'm very much so, like, take me out of nature for the weekend. I'm a real, I'm real big on stillness. So, like, anything that allows me to be still and to just be calm and just let my hair down, I'm here for it. Okay, come on, let your hair down. It's so funny that you say hiking, because since I've been in L.A., I've been doing a lot of hiking. How's that so. been? Um... It's been it's been good. I like hiking. I realize that I do like it. Um, however, I'm very much realizing that there are, I like certain types of hikes. Because um, the other day, me and the group, I'm just letting you know I'm being I'm living in my truth. Okay, I'm living in my truth. The other day, this is my truth. Me and my friends, we did like this, like really, like we were like in the woods and deep, like. I, I swear, like, I kept thinking, like, a like a fucking bear or a coyote or a fucking mountain lion was going to come out and kill us. But my friends were like, oh no, boy, we'll be fine. Look, Amber. And did, it was the, did, the, did the mountain lion come? No, no. Oh. But they did have a sign that said, watch out for the mountain lions. And I said, mm-hmm. bitch. And, like, we were literally, like, walking on rocks. But, you know, shout out to, shout out to my friends because I... I did it, and my ankles hurt afterwards. But you know, I lost some calories, and that's really what's important. And <laughs> we love to see. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jeremy, where do you go hiking uh, in New York? I've not yet found a place. I have like this bookmark of places I see since I'm back on Instagram now. <laughs> so I've, I've been bookmarking random shit, and it's typically hiked and like workout regiments. So I've not yet found a place to go hiking in New York. Um, but like there's this place down in Arkansas that I love in Little Rock. I don't know the name of it, so I suck for that. But it's like it's very like it's a very rocky trail. So it it, it causes you to do a little mo- do the most. I'm very much a like competitive do the most type when I when I'm being active. So I like that trail because you have to actually go up, you know, and you know, um stone whenever i go to atlanta i go to stone wall i mean not stone wall fix it stone jesus. mountain sound mountain yes <laughs> that part it's like stone wall jesus we hear you spirit speaking tonight y'all <laughs> um <laughs> come on marsha p <laughs> okay okay well i'm i'm going to this thing i don't know like that uh that party collective fun with friends is doing like a hiking thing and i'm gonna go to that and i don't know where we're going but it's gonna be in new york but it'll be like outside the city uh october 23rd i'll send you the information i think please please. yeah i because i was like oh because i really when i went to la i was like oh i fucking love hiking i didn't think i would like hiking i'm not an outdoor girl but Mm -hmm. i kind of am you know, and I think there is just a, like a beauty and like movement in your body yeah. and then like feeling the earth and like that just it's just kind of nice. Um, but 
we live in New York City and there's, I mean, like we hike, but we're hiking up subway stairs or like, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Or like, it's just Broadway like, Junction. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I, it would be nice to kind of get out the city and see yeah. and just like be in nature a little bit more. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then uh, yeah, some of my white friends know. were telling me about a place called Brokeback. I feel like it's like Brokeback or something. Can't do it. I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let me stop. You done. don't I'm want done. you don't want Jake Gyllenhaal. You don't want. Uh, I mean, low key, low key. Fletcher. That's my one pass. You know. <laughs> Wait, Jake Gyllenhaal is your one pass? Yeah. I don't do it for looks. I do it for clout. What are you talking about? Oh, you, you know, know what? what? I'm no, doing I'm, I'm fucking done. done. I'm, I'm done. Done for fucking Jake Gyllenhaal for the clout. Come on. Doing it for clout. A black, a black king. <laughs> a black king. All right. Let's. <laughs> All right, bringing it back to the title of the episode, in terms of the Black queer community, what are you still over? Uh, I, I, if y'all can see the <laughs> movements. You know, I love Black queer people so much. You know? It's like Baldwin said, because I love it, I insist on, like, interrogating it. Um, so mm, I'll keep come on brief. I just think that I want more therapy for us. And I think that's the that's the most simple the simplest way of saying it for me. In the way that like I think so much about how the community operate is not about us knowing ourselves. It's about I think we're still responding to teenage childhood trauma in our desire politics and our relationship to each other and our ability or inability to be in community. And I just want more. I'm a bit, I'm a firm believer that like if we can check ourselves, then it becomes easier to be in community with anybody. Um, and so, yeah, and I know I'm being elusive, but I'm being elusive in the name of love, right? Like, cause, like you know, like, oh, I'm, you, I'm over I, it. I, I was, I'm picking up what you putting down. Okay, good. Okay, then okay. great. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking. Up, <laughs> I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, mm. I, yeah. I just want us. I just want us to like heal to desire from a place of of actually having set with ourselves. And I fear that many of us are so afraid of our own like solitude and silence, and like it's so clear and like our engagement of each other. Um, yeah, I'm I'm over it. I'm over us leading with childhood trauma. That's what I'm over. Okay. Mm. All right, so we're gonna go into that, and okay, you know, it's it's a it's a good time. Um, <laughs> if you were to write a play about your sex life, what would it be called, and who would who would star in it? It would probably be called something along the lines of "All the fuck boys love Jesus." Um, <laughs> All the fuck boys love Jesus. Probably, I, yeah. My God. Yeah. I will be front row. Okay, it's coming. It's gonna come. Like I've been talking about, I've yet to sit down and write it, but it's gonna be real cute. It's gonna be choreo, poem, boom, cat, all that. It's like a yes. whole, yeah, full production. Um, who was starring it? You know, I don't know, but like a bunch of dark skin men. I feel like we don't like a bunch of just like real dark skin, blue and moonlight, black, black, purple, black. Mm. brown black like just like 
like an array of like like a rainbow of like sable men, you know. Mm. And I don't have a particular one because I would want like for me, part of my commitment like in theater too is like I want to as much as I want my friends, and they will always come. Like people know I'm big on like fucking with the people that fuck with me. And I also am committed to making space for people we may not have had access to or may not have been exposed to, especially in a industry that's so committed to racial ambiguity being the face of blackness, you know? Um, so, you know, I'd be like, open auditions, let's do it, you know? When I pop off, let me tell y'all, it's going to be real ratchet because it's going to be like, y'all gonna let a nigga in and it's a wrap. Cause we got the pen and we got the niggas. So like, let's do it. Let's, you know, we're going to play that game. So please understand. That is the quote of this episode. We got the pen and we got the niggas. Okay. A direct quote. Yeah. So people can play you when you half as talented so they can try to roll and, 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 and play you. Anyway, stay tuned. I'm ready. All the fuck boys love Jesus. All the fuck boys love Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, can I be a writer on that? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Can I be Let's a writer? Do it. Give me two years. We can probably produce it and put it on the road ourselves. You know? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down. Okay. Whoa, Y'all heard it here a, first. Okay. Because <laughs> I've talked to a lot of fuck niggas, so I got lots of experience. And they all love Jesus, did they not? Mm, they did. I mean, look, and I have been well, a fuck nigga. holy as hell. <laughs> and I, too, have been a fuck nigga. And I also love Absolutely. Jesus. Okay. Absolutely. Ashe and crystals and all that too. <laughs> Niggas will wear they crystals out knowing they don't mean you no good. Let's talk about it. Let me stop. Mm. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm done. God's good. <laughs> all right. What are your red and green flags when it comes to dating as well as sex? Ooh, sex is tricky. You know, Kay Michelle said something very. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> No, but no. There was if like you this one episode dare. of, of, of Love Hip Hop. She's like, my coochie broke, you know. And I do feel like after this year, I've had like this blockage that like makes you know. I think my coochie a little broke, but it's coming back together. Um, Sometimes it breaks. So, yeah, all you know. I, all I could think about was insecure, broken pussy. But keep going. Yeah, yo, broken pussy. Anyway. <laughs> uh I'm so sad Maybe. that show is leaving. Okay, but keep going. No, show is insecure. Anyway, <laughs> yes. I think, like, red flags is, if I use this year as, like, an example, like, red flags is anybody who, and I guess it takes a while before you have, like, an argument or a tiff where you can kind of see that. But I'm going to say, like, people who welcome imbalance, meaning that, like, you give and they are not um, active in reciprocity, right? So, like, if you have to beg or prompt or nurse or nudge them for a little reciprocity, that's a red flag for me. Because, it, for me, it signals that you are in community with a taker. Um, and so, yeah. because I'm a natural giver, and so I've learned about myself, I'm not going to apologize for being a giver, and I'm not going to stop giving. However, I will re-examine or reevaluate how and where I'm giving, right? Because reciprocity needs to be and it like it's a demand. <laughs> and if you can't meet the demands, then you're not my man. Boom cat. Wow. Um that's one. And then green flag is 
I'm just saying this because I'm going to rise out of you. Um, my green flag is versatility. <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, that's fine. No. Vers- mm-hmm. Look, look we, under- we know versus life. But no, since you versus. Ver- since you Wait. went there, <laughs> go, no, go ahead, Amber. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Savoy, what are your red and green flags? Ooh. Yes. Let's hear it. Because I, w- I want to hear. I feel like this needs to be a discussion. Okay. But I have I have some if you still need to think. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. You go first, Amber. And then I'm also, ahead. Amber, can you tell me your sun sign before you give us your answer? Oh, yes. <laughs> I can give you I can give you my big three. I can give you Please. all of it as well. Um, I am a Leo rising, mm-hmm. a Leo sun and a Scorpio moon. I am also <laughs> no. Just you wait. know what song comes to mind? <laughs> what? Freak Nancy, Megan Thee Stallion. Yes, that's yeah. really... <laughs> no, literally, literally. That's... You say your big three like it. it, it flashed before mine. That's it. Um, I'm also mm-hmm. um. So Mars and Venus. I'm both a Leo on that too. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, I'm a a, a true blue Leo. Um, yeah. okay. Red flags. Uh, men that call themselves alpha males. That's a red flag. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I date straight men. It's, it's really bad out here, okay? It's really <laughs> bad out here. Um, so, yeah. Alpha males is a red flag. Um, homophobia and transphobia is a red flag. Um, it's not even a... I don't even think I entertain that flag. Yeah. Like it's like a it's like a absolutely not. Um mm-hmm. what else is a red flag? I think alpha males have been like my first big one. Um I think I I do really I think that's something that I'm still kind of working through is the reciprocity thing. Like I too am a giver and uh I have been apologetic about my giving because I like I just like like to do it for the people that I love uh or that even I just like like and care about um but I'm so used to being taken advantage of and so I try to hide that part of me um but even if I'm not being reciprocated I feel like I'm always still like well I'm I'm still kind of like making <laughs> some sort of like well may, may, not everybody needs to be like me you know like not everyone needs to do this or whatever but to me if I'm like clearly communicating like what I want and what I need and you still can't show up and do that then absolutely not um but those are but those are definitely some of like my red flags green flags um, I'm gonna have to think on that because that's so sad. I do not know green flags. Uh, <laughs> green flags for me, like if you're like with sex, you're like, I'm willing to try and do anything. That's a green flag for me. That is totally a green flag. Um, a green flag is I like to give gifts. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a I like gifts a lot. Um, you do like gifts. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, so much money or like, you don't need to give me a Birkin bag or no shit like that. I mean, it would be nice for sure. But 
but <laughs> and like, we had to just, rethink that one. It's like, you can give me a Birkin. No, I you won't. definitely can give me a Birkin bag. But I'm saying, like, I'm not looking for a gift just for a gift. You know, like I'm looking for if like I said something and I was like, wow, I really like love this thing or you know, this reminds me of like my grandmother. This reminds me of like Mobile in the South. And like, you get that for me. Like that is something that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're like actually like listening to me, you know, like you're, and then you thought so much about it that you like took time out of your day. And even like, even if it's like a a 50 cent candy bar is like, Oh, I Mm -hmm. remember that's something that you said you liked like and that's to me i just think that that's just beautiful and really sweet um but yeah i think those are my green flags what about you savoy all right so my red flags are (laughs) i think because i date so much on tinder and hinge and shit even jack even though um uh, yeah anyways um (laughs) a red flag for me is any man who takes their masculinity too serious um, and by that, I mean, like, I, I've, it's happened so many times where, like, I'll be, like, in conversation with somebody, texting or whatever, and I'm, like, um, I'll refer to myself as a girl or something like that, or even say, like, sis. And, like, if a nigga immediately be, like, that gave me pause or I don't like that, I'm just, like, this ain't gonna work because you you already take your, you take your masculinity and yourself too serious. And to me, A, Sis, girl, um, nigga, and child are genderless. Um, <laughs> like, anybody can be a sis. Anybody can be a girl. Okay? So let's just go that. That's for me. But nonetheless, so that's an immediate red flag. I think green flags for me are people... Oh, another red flag. Niggas who lead with their trauma. Like, if the first thing, like, when we're getting to know each other and you, like, start mentioning all the bad things that have happened to you throughout your life, I'm a little, like, okay, maybe you need to work through this. Um, And I know that because I used to be one of those people. (laughs) Shout out to me. Um, But um, green flags would be somebody who makes me laugh a lot. I know that sounds so simple, but if you can make me laugh. These men are not funny. These yeah. niggas are these niggas don't have no personality. Let's go. Yeah, no personality. Yeah. It's crazy mm-hmm. how much of it how wanting somebody to laugh with can be such a large lift for some men. It's like, buddy, lighten the fuck up. <laughs> that part. That part, nigga. Like, stop taking your fucking self so fucking seriously. Because um, you're the only one. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> And I think also, um, and I'm going to say aggressive, but that might not be the best word, but I think I, for me, because... Assertive. Assertive. Thank you. Assertive is a better word. A man that is assertive, a man who really much, very much like knows what he wants and goes after it because so many niggas don't know what they want and don't know how to go after it. And I think for me personally... <laughs> I'm a nigga that still, I might not know what I want, but I'm still going to go after it and then discover <laughs> like two weeks later that I don't want it. But still, the point is that I showed up and went for it and then figured that I didn't want it. And these niggas can't even do that. So there's that. And I'm done. <laughs> um, that, was, that was a Scorpio answer. 
You know, no, I was wow. like, yo, I was like, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying that's a water sign. That's that water sign answer. That's that water sign. Like all of y'all be like that. What you mean? What that mean? What that mean? That last part, like I'll go for it. And if two weeks later I decide I don't want it, at least I went for it. I mean, effort is important. I don't know what y'all want me to tell y'all. Oh. You know what? <laughs> effort is important. Right, effort. I said what I said. Um, okay. <laughs> maybe I think what it is as someone who's been on the receiving end of someone who jumps in and then is like, I don't want this anymore. You can always say you don't want things anymore. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I want to preface that, but sometimes it's hard when, especially like water signs, they'll be like all in and they'll be like, no, we in, in like, it's not even like they dipped the toe in the water. They like submerge themselves in water. So you're like, all right, well, damn, it's time for me to jump in too. And then by the time you jump in, they like, oh, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. I didn't think you was going to jump in. Yeah. And then it's like, (laughs) oh, both of us are in this. Oh, (laughs) okay. So like that's that is sometimes a little like weird at times. Um I feel attacked, but keep going. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> as a person on the receiving end of it. Yes. But uh so that's why I, I like to dip my pinky toe in the water. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. I dip a pinky toe in and <laughs> I dip a I may dip a foot in and be like, I'm here, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right <Think> about <laughs> ah, ah. and now i'm here i'm with you um <laughs> um jeremy you have mentioned um that you bully these tops what exactly what? does what exactly does that mean to you when did i say that you have said you tweeted this like a. I remember you tweeting this like a year or two ago, <laughs> See, and you said that your best my Instagram temptation. Look, look, look! You <laughs> tweeted this, and you said Joe. I think your you you said one of your best friends said you'd be bullying these types. So please explain to us what is bullying these types. Yeah, I think that men are fragile, and when I say men, I'm, like I sometimes use top and, and men like straight men because I feel like. There are a lot of types who like to align themselves with that kind of politic. And unfortunately, it's yes. like, and they need you to like bend to their will. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I just grew up like at a time where, where, you know, like, even if I go like months without being a bottom, like I know how to bottom. And I grew up in a time where I'm trying to say it. Maybe I don't have to be politically correct right now. You I know really they don't. Take that. I know how to take dick, and especially if I want it, right? And I've not had sex and not wanted it in a very long time, right? That's like early 20s. Um, but I just mean that, like, I know how to take dick. And so, like, if you need somebody who's going to put on a show and run from it and all of that, that's not me. You know? And People like that? People, I, I mean, I've met dudes, and it seems that they want somebody they can, like, bitch out and i'm like i can be bitched out but you have to bitch me out like it's it's not gonna just be like like if you can bitch me out you can bitch me out like, but if you but can't like, bitch not, me out you yeah, can't bitch me out if you can't like if you can bitch me out you can bitch me out but if you can't bitch me out you can't bitch me out bitch me out okay 
and I just like, and that's 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 just the school of thought I'm from. Like, you know, I think that's so interesting because I think for me as somebody who's pretty much a strict bottom, <laughs> I don't know why I said pretty much <laughs> I am a strict bottom, but no, I do much. think, yeah, yeah. Let me like, mm-mm. um, but nonetheless. <laughs> I think it's been interesting because I have, have definitely had dudes that like tops that have been like, oh, you're just so aggressive. Like, and it's like, nigga, I'm a nigga. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want my dick and I want it now. Like, what the fuck? I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to wait around for you to to like, oh, I, I, I hope he gives me some dick soon. No, like, nigga, I'm going to grab your dick, put it in my mouth or put it in my ass. Like, I don't have time. I, I lack patience, number one. Well, I ain't that aggressive, you know. I'm a little, like, I, I'm moving to it. You know, I tell a story. You know? <laughs> I tell a story. So we still, <laughs> I'm still a storyteller now. So, you know, we eat into sometimes, it. Sometimes just, you don't want a story. Sometimes you just want to get straight yeah. to the end. But see, everything is a story. Maybe it's a short story. Maybe it's a three acts. Maybe it's, you know, why not? You know, but it's still a story. And when the lights come up, it's like sometimes the curtains come up fast. Sometimes they come up slow. Sometimes they don't come up at all. No. Anyway. I'm 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 not doing this <laughs> with you today. Um, <laughs> um, you went through a breakup earlier this year. Unfortunately, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's it's unfortunate. <sighs> it's unfortunate for some, not for others. Um unfortunate for him because I'm still that bitch. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. <laughs> you went through a breakup this year, earlier this year. What did that relationship teach you about love and what did it teach you about heartbreak? Uh, um <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing it taught me was to trust myself, to trust my intuition. That's been my biggest lesson in in regards to that relationship. I think, and I will will go on the record by saying like, he and I hadn't known each other for a very long time. Um, So we were (laughs) semi-friends. I have my, my little theory about, you know, friendship in that regard. But I think, like, it taught me to trust myself and trust my intuition because it was clear for me at the human level, like, in terms, at the intuitive level, that something had not been right, you know, for a while. Um, So finding out things was, I was much more upset at myself than I was at him. Um, But then still upset at him because, like, there's some level of, like, you're supposed to have some regard for me. And, And I felt like a lot had been, a lot of regard had been um, with withheld in that situation. So I think it taught me to trust myself. But I think what it taught me about love is very much so like what I was saying about the red flag with just opening your eyes and being clear when somebody is a taker. Um, and also to be fair enough with myself to like recognize that I created the conditions where people didn't feel like they had to give. Right. Um, mm. So it taught me to really. I'm sorry. Triggered again. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It just taught me to make space to receive. And I, I had not, and, and really working through and being able to name that I was in 
am actively working through like certain codependent issues um, in terms of like things that go back to like, again, childhood um, and just like being able to like notice that kind of stuff in therapy and stuff really helped me to see that, oh, part of my issue in love is that like I see somebody not giving and not being willing to give and I run toward it versus being willing to say, oh, great, that's not for me. Right. Because the person who is for me is going to meet my um, generosity with generosity. And and I don't have to like doubt myself or question myself and and all of those things. So I think the biggest lesson in love in that relationship has been to not only require people to give, but also to be fair, make space for people to give to you. And I don't know that I had um, either required it or made the space to receive. Um, so it's like what Elizabeth Gilbert said, I've been a victim of my, your own optimism, almost like where, like I was a victim of my own habits. Um, and like he, he did what he did and that's his part, but like, I can't be concerned with like, you know, his karma. I can only be concerned with how I showed up and the lessons I can take for myself to make myself better. Um, so I think, yeah. Okay. Come on. Self-awareness is key. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got new niggas on the roster. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, no. Uh. cut it out. <laughs> All right, last question. You you tweeted, or last thought question, I was to say, you tweeted hypothetically, if I marry outside my race, he would he'd, <laughs> he'd have to keep a low fade. I need the illusion. Um, are you actually open to dating outside your race? And what qualities would this man need to have in order to, to deal with your very black ass? I feel like I should treat the and I think and I, I think a I th- lot of trouble with the black niggas, <laughs> the black men nigga, the black men nigga folks. Um, <laughs> no, I think we can I all answer this question. Okay. That that balances it out. Um Yeah. Um I don't know. Like I've never dated outside our race. Um, I I have entertained like the company of a white man once or twice, um, and it's never been. Stop that laughing. He says you entertain the company of a white, a white man, man once, once or, or twice. twice. Absolutely. <laughs> Another direct quote. <laughs> Woo. I don't, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think, I love black men, and I think that, so no, I'm sorry, I, it I was just really laughed. a joke. <laughs> I laughed because me and Savoy were silent, but we did <laughs> I love y'all too. I really do. I do love black men. I don't fuck yeah. y'all. Um, <laughs> no. I, I want to be fucking clear. I Savoy I Savoy Anthony Jefferson do not love you niggas. I hate you niggas. No. I don't want to. In the words of Azalea Banks, I don't want to share this with y'all. Okay. I don't want to share this with y'all. Cut it out. Cut it out. No, I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. No, listen though. Seriously. 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 I love black men. I love bread. I love bread. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, let me stop. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I I love black men. Mm-hmm. And what spending time that one or two, those couple of times with a white man showed me very quickly is that anybody who says, oh, I date white men as the, because they offer something that black men don't or can't, I feel like it's a lie. And because I feel like it's, I've yet to meet a white man who didn't show up in the same very abrupt, whatever the energy is that make us go, no black man. I've, I've met the same energy with white men. And so for me, it's like, I'm willing to, I grow, I grow, I reflect, I notice the signs and I know who not to entertain, but I'm still committed to like, as much as playwriting and, and a theater production is my dream, as much as being a father is my dream. Like marrying and, and being in love and spending my life and building the life of a black man is also a dream. And I'm committed to like seeing that dream through. Um, I make jokes about white men, but like I love black men. I love black people. I love black children. And if, you know, I, I'm here, I'm here for whatever that task is. So this is, I, I, I tweet some shit to, put, to play, to play unnice, but I don't mean it. I do not desire and I am not calling forward universe any white man in my life. Um, not want pink, or not. You do not want pink dick. Stop it. Cut it out. No. <sighs> ah, ah. Jesus. I don't. I love black men. And I think that, and I, and, and I, and I truly believe that like a belief in myself and, and a belief in the community has to also come with a belief that I'm not the only one doing the work to be better, to, to, to imagine better, to like, like I'm not the only one doing the work. I can't be. And so, like, I lead with that energy and I lead from that place of love. But yeah, I'm not the only Black man doing the work and I can't wait to meet my Black king or queen or mm. queen with a Q or K, whatever, however they identify, you know. But Black, Black Parade, please and thank you. <laughs> Come on, Black Parade. Amber, are you open to dating outside your race? Yes, I have. I've done it before. Um, like date? date? Mm-hmm. I dated when I was in... I haven't done it in a very long time. Not a uh, very long time. Because I'm... Well, it's be, I also think since I've been in New York, I haven't met many white men. Um, and then mm-hmm. I'm also thicker. And usually white men don't like thicker women. Like, typically. They be scared. Yeah, they're just not into, I don't know. You know, white women be freaking out if they're like a size four, you know? So like their their standards around like body is different. And so I've noticed that like white men don't typically like holler at me anymore, but they used to when I was in Chicago. And then I also dated like a dude in my early twenties. Yeah, I loved him. He was great. He was like a really great boyfriend. Um. Oh, I, was that the one in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Shout out I to re- him. He was. Good I remember guy. him. He was a really good. He was like a really good dude. But yeah, I'll date. I'll date a white dude. I guess what you have to do for me is like, I think any guy who's going to date me is going to have to have like pretty good politics or at least progressive mm-hmm. politics for me. Um, and I, what I have found now I have, I have mostly dated mostly straight men. And so straight black men are not that progressive at all. 
Um, it is, that is something that I have had a hard time finding is, is that, um, whether it's trailer park in belief or whether it's in sex, like they're not really that open. Um, they're out there. I know that they are out there. Um, it's just, a, they're not, there's not a lot of them to choose from. <laughs> um, so, and even if their politics aren't like shifty, shifty or something, like I still would like somebody who's open to learn. And I don't know if a lot of them are still open to learn. That is one thing that I have noticed. Not saying that like white men are open to learn because white men are trash and white men are racist and mm. like they have their own shit. Mm. But when it comes to being a little bit more open-minded, I have seen that a little bit more in the white men who I have talked to. And maybe that's just by nature of they date black women or they're interested in dating black women. So they might already be open in general. Um, So I don't know, but I just think, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I think I, I could probably start, probably just like expanding my horizons and not date straight black men, like maybe dating bi men, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe doing that, like, cause I feel uh, it, it's really hard out here. You guys like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm, it's a trailer park. Yes. What's up? I'm curious to know if you like, cause I can, I can see how that will work. I feel like I can, and when I say that can work, I can see how like a white man who's interested in you comes with a level of openness and an impetus to like learn, right? Yes. And I can mm-hmm. see how in our community, meaning a black man, like I, I feel like the biggest thing is like nothing happens in the community to knock black men from their level of like they get to just be however they show up. Yeah. It's like nothing and out. Yeah, no, nothing pushes them to learn and if they do learn it's it's really by choice or other life experiences but there are no systems in the community in the in the black classroom right to push them to like get the lesson and so i can see i can see how then a white man or any man who's non-black coming into your life in a racial like in our kind of cultural climate they have more of an impetus to like lean into learning lean into like checking stuff lean into you know yeah yeah but i wouldn't i'm not looking for a white man either universe okay um okay (laughs) but um, let let the girl let the universe know like no roll of thunder (laughs) like i still i know that there are black men out there who are again progressive who are who want to learn who want to try new things i think it's just about me getting out of my house and like you know opening myself up to that too so but it's 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 hard out here y'all it's my mm. <laughs> look let's be clear dating anybody who identifies as a man Ooh. is the trailer park okay that's the that's the battle <laughs> it is a, it is <laughs> battle <laughs> when motherfucking when what's the i don't know what the white singer is when she said love is a battlefield she was talking about dating niggas not what the white <laughs> okay 
love oh, is love. a battlefield. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> love, if you identify, if you are dating someone who identifies as a man, it is a battlefield, and it's lots of fucking hand grenades and fucking bombs and guns, and it's just very trailer park, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I don't want to share this with you niggas. Okay. <laughs> I want to share this with you niggas. Um, that's going to be stuck in my head all night now. <laughs> yeah, that's really um, it. <laughs> um, but I, I too... I can't see me dating a white man. I just can't do it. Um, I can't either. And it's so funny because the first boy I ever like had a real crush on was a white man. Um, but yeah, I can't. were you under the age of fourteen? No, I was eighteen. Oh, you too grown for that, baby. You too grown for that. <laughs> and first of all, I went to a predominantly <laughs> I, I went to a predominantly white high school. Let me just say that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't think. Um, I know that I, I, I've, I've been saying this a lot to myself because um, dating niggas is once again the trailer park. But I, I firmly believe that um, the universe and God would not put any has not put anything in my heart that um, hasn't come to fruition. So being the hopeless romantic that I am, I know that my black king is out there. And, and he gonna look like Mbaku and Come he on. gonna be dark skinned <laughs> and he he might even Not have a neck Mbaku. yeah he might even have a neck tattoo and he gonna be assertive and he gonna okay and, so you gotta that's too much control that's too much control no 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 no, no 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 I'm telling the universe what I want okay if ever, ever like you gotta, you, <laughs> no you, like you just I, call a nigga you got a nigga in mind just call a nigga no, no, fuck no! I don't got no, I ain't got no nigga in mind. Let me be clear. To any nigga who, any nigga I fucked recently who might be listening to the podcast, you are not the nigga for me. I want. It's be not clear. you. You, you know what? Please. You're not it. I'm cutting that. I'm cutting. You're not it. To any nigga I fucked while in LA. I want to be clear. If you're listening to the podcast, you are not my dream man. It was great, but don't call me. Anyways, uh. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I believe. So I believe that God's going to send me my black king. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, We're all going to get our black kings one day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe get my crystals right now. So I can <laughs> Not a crystal. <laughs> I'm going to put a clip. You know what? I'm going to put a crystal up my booty hole and see. Cut it out. Okay. All right. Out. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> to uh, bird confessions. Bird. Please. <laughs> Okay, what kind of bird are you? <laughs> pigeon, pigeon, dove, eagle, flamingo, ostrich, penguin, or peacock? Peacock. You no said one. that cock pretty hard, by the way. <laughs> Girl, you got me fucked up. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think she was talking about me. She was talking about I did say, I did say, that cock strong. I, I'm sorry. I'm close to West this ain't Hollywood. Your first rodeo. I'm close to West. I'm close to West Hollywood. It, it just entered my spirit for five seconds. The white gay man entered my spirit. I apologize. Um, I do not say cock. I will never be with anyone who says cock. 
I did, however, fuck a dude who said cock and he gave me gonorrhea. And that should have that should what? <laughs> and that should have been the sign. Red flag. <laughs> that was a red flag. That was a red flag. That was a motherfucking red flag. The nigga who said cock to me gave me gonorrhea. So that was I deserve that. I should have stopped right there. But no, I kept you going. Did, you did not deserve, but we know. No. We know. In the future. In the future. Exactly. All right. Um, thongs, jock strap, briefs, or nothing at all. Oh, I, I love a good thong. I ain't gonna lie. I got lace, athletic, nude, neon, you name it, I got it. Okay. I love um, a good thong. Where you get your lace panties from? That's an offline question, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I need some of those. Uh, okay. Um, Birkin or tail far? Neither. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, who is the most iconic thought of all time to you? Um. I would say Kenya Moore because she fucked those girls out of their place. We're done. <laughs> We're, We're done. done. <laughs> We're done. Ah, not twirl. Done. 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 All right. Next is Daddy of the Week. This is one nigga. Although I let me be clear, I still don't want to share this with y'all. Nonetheless, this is one nigga that we are thirsting after for this week. Mm. Jam, Jamie, who is your zaddy of the week? Um, you know, I can't say his name because I think you know he's fine though. I can't say his name, but you know, I get the feeling that give it a year or two. I'll be able to post them, so. Oh. You know, so stay tuned. We stay in tune. Watch the phone. Okay. <laughs> Watch the bus. Okay. Watch the bus. <laughs> All right, Amber, who's your zaddy of the week? Um, I'm going to go with Lucky Day. I just, oh, what a, cute. what a just. A, tor- a really tortured cute. artist, so. Yeah, and you know I love me a tortured, a tortured, tortured man who leads with trauma. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I wish I was kidding, actually, but um, <laughs> but yes, that's lucky that, that's day. That Leo placement. It really is. Oh my god, that explains so much for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I love me some lucky day, and I just think he's just uh, he's so beautiful. He has beautiful skin, beautiful voice, beautiful music. Okay. All right, mm. Savoy. Um, my daddy of the week is um, you know, I'm gonna go old school here. Um, because I recently just saw a picture of him. I would totally give my bussy to Malcolm X. Like, bitch, <laughs> I'm a, dead. A, a man, honey. I, I mean, don't wouldn't we all <laughs> like? Okay, Ma- Ma- Malcolm was a man. Okay, and I would, I would have been, 
I would walk 10 steps behind him wearing a Birkin. Okay. Wait, um, so let's be clear. Have y'all seen Night in Miami? Yes. I would give I it to the actor who the actor who played Malcolm. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked him in that Zoe Kravitz movie or show on Hulu. I can't remember what it's called. Which it's one? Based off of high Fidelity? High, yeah, High Fidelity. Uh, he was I didn't even that. watch that, so I'll check it out now. Yeah, I, I liked him in that. Because he was he was British and British, <laughs> who you know, he's he's cute in that. I would okay. I would give it to all iterations of Malcolm. So like Malcolm and <laughs> One Night Only, One Night Only, <laughs> Denzel, Malcolm, uh, M- Malcolm in real life, Detroit Red. Like it just. I, 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 <laughs> I am done with ever talking. I give it to all iterations. If you've been Malcolm, every iteration. <laughs> Hello, are you an iteration of Malcolm? Well, welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> you can iterate inside me. All right, iterate, uh, not iterate inside me, Jesus. Um, but I also, also I also would have fucked Malcolm, uh, not Malcolm, uh, Martin too. Really? No, you know who I would have, yeah. Dr. Newton. Oh, one thousand would have, would have carried a gun. Would have carried a gun. <laughs> <laughs> My God, how <laughs> I already know. I, me in the sixties, would have joined Black Panther Party just to just fuck to be a him. Same, yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. Yeah. I have said that so many times. <laughs> Like, ain't no reason these men out here working as hard as they working and ain't got nobody to come home to. Whoa. Okay. Huey could have got all up in these guts, okay? Ooh. I hope to meet him on the other side. Come Ooh. on. And I, I know really we do know. hope to meet them on the other side. <laughs> yes. I hope we fuck Hello the from side. the <laughs> other side. <laughs> Huey give me nasty energy, too. Like, he's spinning You know butt. it. Oh, okay, cut that. <laughs> no, fuck that. Um, that's a okay. nigga. If you can slut me out, you can slut me out. That's a that's but if a you can't with, slut me out, out, you can't slut me out. Slut me out. But okay. here we can slut you out. Uh, okay. All right. Next week. Next one. Or next. Ah, ah. Next, we have Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one woman, one woman who we just feel like deserves her flowers, who has not received. Um, and it can be anyone. So, Jeremy, who is your Bad Bitch Hall of Fame entry? I feel like I thought about this and then the answer just went away. But I'm going to go with Nicole Bahari. A queen. Oh. Yeah, queen. Nicole Bahari. Like, like my, as a playwright, I can't wait to like this certain play pop so I can be like, all right, Call Nicole. Call Nicole. Because she's so great. She's so great. And she puts her heart first. So I love to see it. All right, Amber. Um, I can't think of anybody. You know what I'm gonna do? Cause I have been watching a lot of Saved by the Bell, which is very random. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with Lark Voorhees. We're gonna give her give her Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Um, shout out to her. She it was a baddie. I feel like the show didn't showcase that enough. Um, like we know Lisa was like got the dudes or whatever, but we needed to see it a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? We needed to really. She was like, she was beating Kelly Kapowski, but they were they were like not having it back then. <laughs> not back then. 
Come on. So shout out to to Lark Voorhees. Shout out to Lisa Turtle. Um, an iconic, an iconic uh, black character in TV. Yes, mm-hmm. hallelujah. Um, I'm going to give it to two people. Um, number one is Nao. And well, yes, mm, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes she, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's who I was thinking yeah. of earlier. Nails oh, the album, so good, so good. And then I'm going to give it to it. My other entry is going to be another black female singer, another dark skin queen named Seven Streeter because Liquid Courage, yeah, her latest project. Oh. Yeah, I heard her sing live once, and I was. I've been impressed since. It's like if you can get me live, I'm like, yeah. And she like she truly is an artist. Yeah. She's just so good. Yeah. Shout yeah, out to so, her. So she loves a she loves the community, so too. Yeah. Look, we love a queen. So Seven yeah. <laughs> and um, Nao are my two entries because those albums have been getting me through, especially Liquid Courage. Um, because you niggas can't afford me. Um, oh Jesus. Um, and that's just how I feel. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. Anyways, as always, we close it out with good bussy vibes, which is something that I've seen usually on social media that has inspired me. So here it goes. It reads. Ooh, this is so ghetto. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, bussy high. Um, I <laughs> hope the quote reads, I hope you know you're doing better than you think you are. Once again, mm-hmm. it reads, I hope you know you're doing better than you think you are. Um, I saw this on Poets, which is an Instagram page. Um, I just thought it's very simple, but I think for myself, one thing that I'm learning is to give myself more credit than I um, than, than I usually do. I think I'm very much a, a very critical, hypercritical of myself mm-hmm. and it has not been helpful. So I think for me, the last couple months has been about just really recognizing even the small things mm-hmm. giving myself credit for that love that so yeah Ow. all right jeremy so is there anything before we leave the bussy hive anywhere people should follow you anywhere anything you want to promote like this is your time to give it all to them yes give me, um, give me all you got give them all i got um Follow me at him, Jeremy O'Brien. On that's my handle on everything. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I have a podcast with my really good friend coming out, and it's dedicated to tarot. Um, and she's black femme. I'm black queer, femme masculine. M. Um, and so yeah, like look, be on the lookout <laughs> for that because we're really excited about that, and we're excited about. Just like having a podcast dedicated to like going through the tarot and, and, and breaking down and making sense of it from the perspective of black queer folk. So be on the lookout. Love and that. it's gonna it's to whom this may affirm. Mm. Love that title. Love. Y'all did that, okay? Y'all really did. <laughs> y'all y'all did that. Um, Amber, is there anything you would like to get say to the Bussy Hive before we leave them? Um, I think with um, the last thing that you just said, as far as um, not doing as bad as you think you are, Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to give a message to Dave Chappelle and Nicki Minaj and tell them that they are doing worse than they think they are. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, just, I, that was just on she, my heart. But she, she, she ain't lying, though. <laughs> she ain't lying. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I would just like to say, Bussy High, um, the last two episodes have done extremely well. We yes. know that this, this, you know, we know that this season has been very sporadic, but y'all have been fucking with us heavy the last two episodes. Um, and we thank you for that. Um, you know, when, you know, me and Amber just booked and busy and we we doing the best we can with what we got Come on. Um, to quote Mariah, a queen. Um and we thank you for just supporting us and really just continuing to be bussy advocates. And I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go out and spread the word of bussy. Oh, oh, oh. Um, shout out to Cardi, whose birthday was this past week, too. Um, <laughs> oh, and my brother's birthday was this week. I don't I doubt he listens to this, but happy I really uh, doubt he listens to it. He does not. He shouldn't. He should. No, he, shouldn't. he should not. <laughs> okay, no, no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He, he shouldn't. You're like, right. I do not want to hear about my sister's sex life. Like, mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't never. I've never told my mom about the podcast, and she will never know about it because I just don't. Yeah. If she knew the things that were going into my mouth, she would not, she would not be okay with it. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm being honest. All right. As always, Jeremy, thank you for coming. Bussy High, thank, thank y'all, y'all for, for having me. Yes. Yay. And Bussy High, thank y'all for coming. All right. Bye. Bye.